I think you're great because you're listening to Fresh Floppies Episode 6. What's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the Geek Nation? My name is Noel. Joining me today is... JD! And Johnny Destructor. And, and where's Johnny? You know what? Cut. Take two. Okay. Yeah. Hey. Hey, what's I'm up, I'm Noel. There? These people are listening. I mean, they're. I'm assuming it's a person, not an algorithm, that just yeah. clicks on the thing to hit play. But they're listening to Fresh Floppies. Yeah. What's a floppy? Well, a floppy is a single issue that comes out uh, usually monthly. Monthly. Monthly yeah. floppies. Yeah. Every week. Monthly floppies. Yes. Uh, and we're going to only be talking about the freshest floppy periodical comic book magazines. Issues. <laughs> issues. Issues. That are out in stores like immediately, like yeah, right now, like today. today. Tom- yeah, today. Brand new, today. Yeah. I mean, for us in, in the real world, it's, it's tomorrow. tomorrow. But, but for we are Ed- time travelers. Yeah, we we were so excited about this week's comics. We went back in time. Yeah. Can I go uh, back in time? time. But before we went back in time, we picked up our comics at Johnny Destructor's Hero Complex, located at 4327 Main Street, Philadelphia, PA. It's a maniunk. So so we got our comics there. Tomorrow. Yes. And but today, for here. those that are listening, we yeah. we got our comics, we read some, yeah. and then we immediately traveled back in time to Tuesday to record this mm-hmm. um, to talk about these comic books. Which comic books do you mean? Uh, the ones that are sitting in front of you right now. Do you I, mean like I, Unstoppable Doom Patrol number one? I feel like that would be a perfect place to start. A new number one on the dawn of DC, Unstoppable Doom Patrol number one, written by Dennis Culver with art by... Chris Burnham. The inscrutable? Inst- Is that a word? Inst- <laughs> you can screw them. This- <laughs> I've screwed them once or twice. Scrupulous, <laughs> <laughs> the scrumptious and scrupulous <laughs> Chris Burnham of uh, Batman Incorporated and um, Die, Die, Die fame. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the world's strangest superheroes are saving the world by saving the monsters. DC Comics proudly presents... Doom Patrol, Degenerates, one and all, is the name of this issue. Do you, before we talk about this this uh, this first issue, do you have a history with Doom Patrol in any kind of medium? I have seen the TV show, and it is delightful. It may be well that and Swamp Thing were probably my two favorite DC. Remember that app that came out? DC Universe is the worst thing in the world. Going. Oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, Doom Patrol is actually a quite very good show, and I had a little bit of Grant Morrison, his run from the '80s. I read a little bit of that mm-hmm. um, so long ago, and I was like, too weird for me. And then I did read a little bit of the Gerard Way um, run, uh, but they didn't stick with it. Um, so yeah, I don't have a ton of Doom Patrol experience, but I do have some. I have even less experience with Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched 75% of the first episode of the show. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> I'll go back. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Uh, we'll Will see. you? <laughs> um, and uh, I, I did pick up and read uh, probably the first arc of the Doom Patrol by Gerard Way yeah. and Nick Darrington. Mm. Ooh, Nick Darrington. Nick Darrington. Right? Um, I have all those issues and I really want to go back and read it. Uh, And I also have the Grant Morrison stuff. I've just never read it. Like Doom Patrol is something that's always existed in the periphery of my my own fandom. Mm -hmm. And I understand the appreciation of it. But I just never really read it. So this is earnestly probably the first. I'm going in coldish. Like I'm aware of the the conceit and some of the most popular characters. But it's pretty cold. Um, For folks like us who do not have a plethora of Doom a dirge, Patrol, a, a dirge. dirge, a dirge of Doom experience. <laughs> um, for right off the bat, 
give me a little bit of information, man. Like if you're, this is the dawn of DC, you need to let new readers know what they're in for. And really mm. all they do, they do give us a little, um, it's a very cute doubles page double, splash. Yeah. Uh, and it shows us the five main characters and that's it. it. doesn't tell you what they do. No. What their powers are. No. Their relationship, anything. It's really just robot man, Cliff Steele, negative man, Larry Trainer, so on and so forth. Um, I do like the new little logo though. That like D, that like sideways. The DP, D? DP. That's kind of cool. Um, so uh, all right, starting off presentation. Um, it's a, it's your, it's your. It looks like a superhero comic book. Yeah, the presentation's fine. Like the cover's great. Um, it's uh, the, the there's a cardstock cover for this issue, but the um the basic uh, cover A yeah. is uh slightly thicker than the pages inside. Glossy pages. It's a well, it's a well constructed comic book. Very much. Um, I feel like we need to come up with ratings for the presentation, like mm-hmm. a periodical, like a um, uh, an expensive magazine mm-hmm. with staples, not uh bound. Not not glue bound, right. but uh, but yeah, it's 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 a two three ninety nine comic book. If you, I feel like the cover says, if you like Doom Patrol, here's Doom Patrol. I feel like you know it's I mean? it's um, there is an era of Doom Patrol, and maybe I'm reading this wrong, considering I've never really read Doom Patrol. So uh, first, you know what, I'm just gonna say it now. I'm pulling this out of my ass. I feel like the imagery of this cover is uh, hey, you know the Doom Doom Patrol, Doom Patrol, you know the Doom Patrol. <laughs> This is superhero version of the Doom Patrol. There's mm-hmm. a, this is a very heroic pose. They're in matching outfits. Um, it seems to be in story and in presentation a reintroduction of the Doom Patrol as perhaps a heroic team of sorts. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Not um, misfits that just do well or do good or. You know what they are? They're the X Men. Because we've got the matching outfits, which I quite like. I like the color scheme. Yeah, I like I that too. they all have the matching um, outfits and everything like that. And as soon as they arrive in Gotham to track down the problem that's happening, they are hated and feared. <laughs> People are literally yelling at them to leave, to get out. Like, we got a Batman. We don't need you sort of thing. Um, so uh, the, the presentation we already covered story is they show up and they're re- basically recruiting a new member of the Doom Patrol, mm-hmm. which I would not have known if he wasn't on the cover. So they get to the place and a bunch of uh, the a bunch of this white, rocky material starts fighting them. And I go, oh, I guess by the end of this, they will have recruited that gentleman. I didn't notice him on the cover. Oh, so you didn't know? No. Okay, cool. I just, yeah, I didn't notice him on the cover. I just, the the idea of, of uh, ref, uh, reforming yeah. a, a, um, a monster. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, there he is, just with a with a with a tank top on yeah, the uh, just right on the cover. Um, I'm dumb. Oh, you know what? I'm not stupid. I bought a different cover. Uh, so suck it. You're super. See, I knew you were smart. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, so, what do you think of this story? I think this is fun. Yeah, I, I do like that. It is a. It's it leans a little less on the weird. Um, the Grant Morrison stuff, the Gerard way, was like, how weird can we make this? How sort of like. Uh, can we just put a bunch of post-its on a wall and throw darts at them? And mm-hmm. that would be our story beats. Um, this feels much more, uh, you can dive into it easier. Accessible. Accessible. That's the word. Um, yeah. What'd you think? Pretty much the same. Um, there was a couple of bits that I thought were cute that I liked. Um, uh, I like as a first issue, I think it's like a B. It's like a, so pretty fresh. 
Uh, yeah, I guess a pretty fresh. Uh, but I mean so much as in a, it did not really hook me. Mm. It didn't um, overly excite me. But I could see reading a couple more issues yes. or picking up a trade at some point. The, the idea that like, there's nothing inherently wrong with this. So I um, I think maybe it's just a, a, a factor of that I don't, I'm not completely comfortable with these characters. Or not comfortable. I, I just, I'm not very familiar Acclimated. with these characters. Yeah. So it didn't give me enough to just like straight up hook me cold. But I could tell that there's like good stuff in here. And I, I'm i a simp for Chris Burnham art. I mm. love his art style. I know that it's... There's something about it. It's it's hyper detailed, but also incredibly cartoonish yeah, at the same time. Sure. Um, I love how he does creatures. This Beast Girl character, I that I was I took a picture of that. That's a great image, panel. and I I love that panel so much. Yeah. I also love his panel layout a lot too mm-hmm. because he plays with the format while also just like understanding the language of comics. Giant fan of Chris Burnham, so he would have kept me. He's the one that's going to keep me kind of reading one or two issues to get acclimated. Whereas the story itself just kind of. It's it's not samezies, just like oh, okay, like nothing absolutely yeah. new or hooking, just so much. Okay, I get it. That's fine. Yeah, super team. Yeah, yeah super yeah. team. Got it. Um, for Chris Burnham, I have a couple of uh, comments to make. I like him here better than I did on Batman Incorporated. Mm-hmm. I do not like Chris Burnham on Bat Books, which is funny because Batman and Robin make an appearance in here. Uh, I think he is perfect for this type of book. I think he is a cartoonier version of Frank Quitely. Mm. Um, and uh, he's perfect for this book. So, yeah, I, he, this is a great looking book. I really like the art. Um, and also, back to the presentation, the paper is very nice. Yeah, the, um, like it's, it's a, it's a, there are relaunching Doom Patrol in earnest. Yeah. This is not a, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's a, uh, passion project for the creators but like uh, dc seemed to put some publishing money into like this launch and and the presentation you know every once in a while you'll pick up a book that you seem to be the only fan of and you like the paper's a little thin or it's paper or it's a newspaper print or blah blah blah. this is actually a really well presented book who's dennis culver do we know him from something else he's a writer Mm -hmm. um Uh, writer of doom patrol number uh, one for sure i know that I, I, i i know professionally he has written other things yeah okay uh none that i've read I believe I believe we're going to read a book later. We're going to talk about a book later where we were like, we have no idea who wrote this. Yeah, I've never heard of those the, yeah. these critters before. And you um, know what? If we were professionals, we, we would have, have done research and looked this up. But you know what? It's the, it's the off-the-cuff conversation. That's what makes yeah. this really important. That's what makes us, um, dare I say, lovable. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> My mom agrees with you. Um, Hi, Mom. Yeah, this is, I, I really like this. I'm yeah, going to go pretty fresh as well. Yeah, it was pretty fresh. It was um, very solid. Recommended. I like it. Yeah, I, I would... Um, uh, on the shelf, I would be like, hey, do you, do you know or do you like Doom Patrol? Is the TV show a thing you dig? Uh, do these characters look interesting enough? Because aesthetically, too, it is a very fascinating looking book. Mm-hmm. So I would just, on that merit alone, like, what kind of artist do you like? This might be something you give a shot to. Yeah. Uh, my only, the only, um, with not withdrawal, the only um, knock? knock on this book is that even going into it, I was still a little like, wait, who, who's that? Oh, okay. Oh, that's Crazy Jane. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. Um, I, I'm a big proponent. We talked about this off mic. Big proponent of every single comic book should have a previously on. Oh, man. Some you want to sidetrack? Just tells Do you want to sidetrack hard? Um, earlier today, JD and I were talking about uh, Star Wars The High Republic. Yeah. I was only reading the comic book. 
Whereas I was and, reading the novels and yeah, the comic books. As as much as I was enjoying the comic books on a middling level and like, hey, these are pretty interesting. As soon as it would get interest, like really fascinating, um, it would be the end of an arc. And then the next arc would start. And I felt like I missed something mm-hmm. because there was other. Did. Because I did miss <laughs> yeah, things. For yeah. sure. The comic book did not recap anything for me or mm-hmm. fill in gaps for me. It was just a piece of a puzzle and I found it to be an incredibly frustrating experience. I know that it was cross publisher cross cross platforms. Yes. But they all should be accessible, right? Agreed. So it doesn't matter how good it is. If it's not accessible, it's difficult. So like, I forgot where we were going with this. Oh, oh yeah, well, recap pages, baby. You know, I don't need you to adapt absolutely everything for me, but just give me some recaps. Let me yeah. know where I'm at. Like, let me know if I missed something because the way it's presented here with uh, the new character, I assume a new character, Beast Girl, um, yeah, yeah. and and Crazy Jane now being in the role the of Chief. chief. Yeah. Um, did that happen in a previous run? Did that happen outside of the book? Did that happen oh. in a crossover? Or yeah. is this brand new and I shouldn't really worry about it? Don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's the um it's not a fear of missing out it's just a fear of being out of the loop ignorant yeah. like mm-hmm. should I not know this am I supposed to know this what is like yeah. and and the book doesn't really do any effort to to tell you if you're on the right path or not yeah agreed uh what was the next book on our list uh, well the next book on our list you had mentioned something about a, a young gentleman named Frank Quietly I did so why don't you tell us about something he might have had published today? Well, I'll tell you. It's Mark Miller and Frank Quietly's new issue number one called The Ambassadors. Eight billion people, six can have superpowers. Who do you choose? So, Mom. Uh, me. <laughs> say me. Say me. Say me. I was going to go with the cat first. I, oh, I mean, the cat is better than me in yeah, every way. And Bell to have. Um, so this is a new Mark Miller joint. If you don't know, if you're listening, you don't know who Mark Miller is. Think Kick Ass, Kick Ass and Hit Girl. He created them. He did um, uh, Magic Order, Starlight, Secret Service. I'm sorry, Kingsman. Kingsman. Um, yeah. Huck. Forty other books. Space Bandits. Yeah. One of my favorite runs on Spider Man. Marvel Knights. Spider Man. He did a Fantastic um, Four run. Civil War. Yeah. The writer Civil of Civil War. War. There it is. The, we got there. The the highest grossing uh, graphic novel of like. Marvel history. Yes. Yeah. So this is his new one. And so uh, it's an image comic book. And he has been bought by Netflix. Mm-hmm. Miller World, his whole oeuvre of indie image books are owned by Netflix. And so this is supposed to be, you know, he's such a big, he's like a Stan Lee type personality yeah. where like everything's the biggest, baddest, craziest. Uh, this is going to be the, it's going to blow off your dick. You're going to love this so much. Um, got a clit? Not anymore. That's how good this book is. Uh, that's sort of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, right. Why under the belt? I know. Um, it's not going to stop your heart. It's going to rip your dick off. That's right. That's right. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Your heart will keep beating. Um, so, uh, this is his new series is what I'm saying. And it's, it's fine. It's, it's good. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's, also pretty fresh. So the big deal is, I guess this, this is going to be the most ambitious comic book he's ever done, is what he's saying? Um, I mean, so there's, uh, without having, so JD had a chance to read this, I did not, without really talking about what's in the book, uh, there there are allusions that he's making to a giant Miller World crossover event yes. called Big Game. And the lead up to that is the currently going nemesis reloaded mm-hmm. 
Night Club. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Which is the teenager vampire superhero book, which is actually pretty good. Um, and this, Ambassadors. Yeah. So he he made allusions to these three books kind of setting the stage for whatever big game is going to be. Yeah. But they, And they did reveal, I mean, hint at slash reveal that a lot of the characters from... Uh, I think from Secret Service and Ambassadors and Huck mm-hmm. were going to be some of the characters that are in Fun. Big Game. Um, I, this, this this is what I've been waiting for. Um, I went through uh, a couple ups and downs with Mark Miller. Mm-hmm. When he first came out the gate, I loved him. Mm-hmm. I love because like I said, he did my favorite spider, one of my favorite Spider-Man runs. And also he was nice enough to read my review and email me personally to thank me back when I was doing reviews on a website. And... Um, uh, I am delighted to hear that a bunch of these characters are going to be interacting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in the middle there, there was a period of like, gets a little edgelordy, but now I'm back yeah. on the Miller train. Like I'm really enjoying the stuff he's been putting out in the last little while, mostly because of you making me read them. Yeah. I, like, go back. You gotta, I've, I've you gotta been check in, it out. What, uh, I've been in the uh, <clears throat> middle of a Miller sans. Yeah. Um, but there were so many for, as soon as he got purchased by Netflix, yeah. Um, it was like he was cranking out standalone miniseries like they were going out of style. Yeah. Uh, and I missed almost all of them. So in the past, I don't know, like maybe 18 months, mm-hmm. I've picked up a bunch of them and just like read them. Mm-hmm. And some of them were so good, I almost feel stupid. And, and honestly, too, the the larger comic book discourse didn't seem like they were talking about these nope, books yeah, at all right nobody was. Not magic not, order was one of the most surprisingly enjoyable books i had read in a year yeah i've been telling people i literally made sounds when i was reading yeah. it. like i was in a room by myself reading it and i was like either laughing or make like ooh, you know kind of some of the most like, imaginative stuff in those yeah. books um uh starlight uh which reading is reading it now um, but with uh goran oh yeah pavlov something Patruff, something like something that, like that. Yeah. um Sorry, I'll fix it for uh, in corrections next week. Um, that was one of my favorite reads of his. Uh, it's a, a, a Flash Gordon pastiche, and it's awesome. Empress was fantastic. Huck was fantastic. Oh, and he gets the best artists for yeah. all of his books, and they're all very like all of them for the most part were very standalone. And then all of a sudden, now word of uh, it's all going to start connecting. And or I mean. I don't put anything past Miller into the much as like maybe it's not really all connected so much as like he'll just fucking throw them all in a room because of some stupid multiversal whatever. But either way, he's going to cross things. Yeah. And, and I will say it's not all gravy. Mm-hmm. I did read the first current or newish Miller thing that I didn't like uh, the other way. Actually, Chrononauts wasn't bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, as long as you're okay with. The Bros. the characters are assholes, but yeah. they're intentionally assholes, and yeah. no one in the story actually likes them, so it's it's fine. Um, bounty hunter Sharky, oh Sharky the bounty hunter, I didn't read genuinely that. didn't like oh, it. Who drew that? Simone Bianchi. There it is. I don't but, know. Like but that even one. the story was just so rote and stupid. Yeah. I like I was like, oh, this is this. Here's where you were. Yeah, you got your edgy out in this yeah. very very bad um, lone wolf and cub. Yeah, well. Remake. Yeah, um, so the ambassadors, the the new book. Is oh yeah, this one. What basically, <laughs> this woman and her husband have been trying to. Well, gosh. All right, rewind. Uh, think of the 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 race to the moon, twixt America and the Soviets, mm-hmm. and um, replace that with superheroes. So um, everyone's trying to create their own superheroes, and for a while there, America was like. 
what if we just kind of faked it and we hired an actor to play like a Superman type dude? Um, and um, so we find out that there's been all of these experiments. We're trying to create super soldiers, blah, blah, blah. And but now someone who is not an American has actually created a superhero. A superhero. Um, a meta human. It, it is a woman in South Korea. Mm. Um, and that's that's kind of all you need to know. And then she, she instead of releasing it for a government or for profit, mm-hmm. it's like um, we're gonna. It's like a, a, like a like a reality show, I guess. Oh. In that she's going to pick six of the nicest people from different countries. You're gonna represent your country, and you just have to be like a good person. And that's kind of it. So, you know, there's a scene of um, America, you know, American general flipping out because it's like, oh, it's the president. Actually, it's the president. <laughs> and he's like, it's not for money. She doesn't want money. She doesn't want, like, it's not for her country. Oh, that's fucking terrifying. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to pick people who are nice. Terrifying. Um, <coughs> so this is off to a great start. I highly recommend this. And I'm really excited to see where it's going. Uh, it does feel like a Mark Miller book. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of, uh, or not a lot, but uh, some gratuitous violence. Um, King of Spies, that was the other one. Yeah. God, Mark Miller's actually, he's so good. I'm excited for this. Yeah, it's good. I liked it a lot. I've really liked his output as of late, and I'm excited for just all the stuff that this, like, rolls into. Um, If you know what it feels like, uh, what was it? Uh, Image United, do you remember that? And how it didn't actually happen? Yeah. Yeah. All of his disparate books Mm -hmm. kind of coming together with some big old jam almost feels like what should have been the fruition of image united all of these different books and different artists i mean big game itself is going to be pepe laras oh i do like pepe laras he's the best he's real good um but all of these stories that are being included in including this ambassadors they're all completely different seemingly disparate stories that shouldn't be together so it is giving me vibes of like the, uh, the the promise fulfilled made by um, Image United uh, 25 years ago. Yeah. 20 Except years ago? Those were all different writers. It was all different writers and different artists. It's a little easier because it's well, just yeah, him. But still. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I give this a pretty fresh. Definitely check it out. I know you will. Yeah, it's on my list, baby. Good. All right, what do you got? What are we going to talk about next? I should probably pull up the doc and say, oh, we're going to talk about Waller versus Wildstorm number one, which is a black label book from DC. This is the super prestige format. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means it's a magazine size with a perfect bound uh, glue printing mm-hmm. or glue binding. Um, it is a really pretty glossy cover. Um if you could see it in the light. Ooh. I like that it's got fake stickers on it. I'm a sucker for that it is, shit. It's, um, the story itself takes place in the late 80s, early 90s. So it has a... Um, it's got that kind of almost like a members-only jacket type velour <laughs> kind of feel to it. Okay. Yeah. Um, or something on the bargain rack. Yeah, I, I, I'm okay with... I, I, yeah, I, members-only? I'm happy with my... Uh, <laughs> Comparison? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is written by Spencer Ackerman, Ackerman and Evan Narcissus. Sure, it is. <laughs> Narcissi, Narcissus, with uh, art by Jesus Marino. Um, I have never heard of these two writers right? before. That's um, neat. Which isn't a deterrent, but also kind of like a, I don't know what I'm in for. Um, so this book uh, is issue one of I don't know three, four. Uh, I will say uh, historically, it's usually three or four. These are four issues. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, That's not a promise. But it's a little it's a little thinner than the three issue one, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if it's four issues. But um, so this is. I'm not exactly sure how to talk about this book. Um, oh. Was it good? Yeah, probably. Yes, ish. Yeah, sure. Fresh enough. Fresh enough. Two. Yeah. Maybe two and a half. Okay. Because the art is wonderful. Uh, the pacing is good. Um, I wasn't confused in any kind of narrative way. Sure. But it is heavily reliant on historical Wildstorm and DC characters that I have no fucking clue about. Oh. Very heavily reliant. Like someone walks into a room and they say their name. I don't know who that is. Like it's it's like a have you ever been to have you ever read something and like, oh there's a last page reveal, mm-hmm. but I don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah. So the story's telling me I should be excited or yeah. surprised, but okay. Quick sidetrack. Uh I yeah. actually I remember reading an angel issue. Uh, you know, Buffy and Angel. Mm-hmm. And uh, the end of one of the issues, maybe one or two, there's a big reveal. Someone shows up that we know from the show shows up. The character shows up. And I was like, I have no idea who that is. Because the artist was so bad at drawing likenesses. Who was it? I don't remember. Oh. I, um, I, uh, but I left it being like, I, do I know who that is? I don't know who that is. So I know what you mean. I want to say, um, I mean, we all have blank spots in our comic book knowledge. Of course. Uh, I think it was um, uh, Defenders uh, last year. It was Al Ewing's Defenders. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first one. I feel like the first first or second issue ends with like this character reveal. And I did not know that that's what fucking galactus's mom looked like oh yeah i remember that I was i'm like, like who's that? yeah who's this who's this lady but i, I guess if you were like yeah. super familiar with deep marvel lore that's a big old fist pump for you but like beside the point that's kind of what a lot of this um a lot of this book is kind of um contingent on yeah. is is you being a fan of wildstorm yeah wildstorm characters um, like Battalion, who I didn't know what the hell that was, but is I know who Ama- dumb, yeah with the dumb helmet? like helmet thing. But I know Jesus. who Lois Lane is. I know who Amanda yeah. Waller is. I know what Checkmate is. So like, there was a lot of bits and pieces here that were coming together that I found really fascinating. And but then when it got into the kind of member berries of it all to yeah, yeah. to hook me, it didn't work for me. But um, yeah, like you know, he opens the character opens the door and here's all of these like superheroes standing in his way i didn't recognize a no single idea one who of these them. people are i'm looking at him right single now. single one of them also this guy's costume is the dumbest shit i've ever seen hey it takes place in the late 80s early 90s oh, now does it? All right. my favorite aspect of this story though is you are following a very young very green lois lane sent on her first international assignment in gamora yeah. she is doing interviews with warlords and trying to get her um it's not perry it's uh, Steve. What's the redhead guy? He's a jerk. Yeah. Steve Lombardo. Oh, yeah. Lombardi? Lombardo. Doesn't matter. Um, he is kind of in charge of her. Um, he's her editor right now. Steve Lombard. Lombard. He's her editor right now, and he's yeah. a bit he's a bit of a prick. So she keeps trying to like find the story, and is uh, she's it's a it's a version of Lois Lane that I'm not used to reading, and or don't see stories like that much anymore because she is. She's very fresh, so she's very green and very unconfident, and it's it's really interesting. And she keeps asking, she asks the right follow up questions, but people push, and it's it's like there's an exchange here with Battalion and her, and he's trying to tell her a story of what he thinks is mm-hmm. 
this egregious thing and she's just like wait but roll back what happened mm. no no no, that's not the story like it was that was really really good but then as soon as it again it's every time that this book zooms out to the wild storm of it all yeah. i'm lost yeah so this was pretty fresh and wow. i feel like wait fresh enough fresh Sorry. enough fresh too. enough for me having no knowledge of what they're alluding to and mm. referencing so if you had that knowledge, yeah. this might be an amazing book for you. Right. Yeah. I'm not sold. No? No, I'm flipping through it. I'm look, I like the cover by Jorge Fornes. And the art is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Jesus Marino. Um, it feels very uh, classic superhero-y mm-hmm. stuff. Um, almost like Tom Gromit. Type oh, yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Yeah, very Tom Gromity. Uh, yeah, I, don't know. I might skip this um, unless you convince me otherwise. I, I mean, I might not read the second issue. Okay. This might be a thing where it's like oh, I can I recognize that it's pretty good, but not for me. Not for me. Yeah. I got a I got a I got a heavy stack. Fair enough. Uh, so the next thing we're going to talk about is um, what time is it, JD? I'll tell you, it's clobbering time. Point, point, point. Clobbering time number one from Marvel Comics. For anyone who doesn't know, um, the thing from the Fantastic Four, the FF, as we lovingly call them, his the um, his. Uh, Go to is his is his. It would be clobbering time. What is this? What's that called? It says catchphrase. Catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's clobbering time, and so uh, I have the variant cover by Greg Smallwood, and goddamn, that's a poster right there, man. That's a good looking cover. Um, <clears throat> this is by Steve Scrose, Scrochy. 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 Now, story and art by Steve Scrochy. Color artist Brian Valenza. Steve Scrosey, if you don't know, he did the majority of the um, <clears throat> for the for the Matrix films. He did the storyboards. Storyboards. Him and I want to say it was also Jeff Darrow, which Darrow? is funny because Scrosey has a very Jeff Darrow esque attention to detail mm-hmm. with lots of little lines and lots of little details and stuff like that. Um, this, I would say, if you like to watch the Thing and the Incredible Hulk hanging out and doing stuff grab this book mm-hmm. I don't particularly care about the thing in the Hulk hanging out and doing stuff but it was still pretty good what kind of stuff like are they going shopping like they um, get sucked into a portal which takes them to another world oh. Oh. and they fight monsters and they help um, you know th- there's a village of creatures called nub nubs which are being uh, beset upon by a race of monsters. And so they help defend the race of nub-nubs against the race of the monsters. Are they called nub-nubs or they call them nub-nubs? He nub-nubs. calls them nub-nubs. Okay, cool. Um, which I'm assuming is like a Star Wars reference. Maybe. Um, like Probably. Ewoks, you know? Yeah. Because they're like very tiny. Mm. Um, and it's like a well-drawn issue. Um, what this looks to be, Clobberin' Time, the series, looks to be a thing hanging out with X character each issue. So this is kind of a one shot. Oh. Where it's just him and Hulk hanging out. I thought it was going to be like them fighting. They don't fight. Oh, and it's, it may not together. be Hulk the next issue? No. The next one is him and uh, it's, uh, the thing and Wolverine. Oh, that's a very grotesque. I hate this cover. I hate, yeah, that, The cover to issue two is really disgusting. It's really uncomfortable looking. It makes me really, yes, uncomfortable. I feel things. Yeah. Um, it's really gross. Unsettling things. Like good job, Steve Scrosey. But oh yeah, like, no, it's your your art is incredibly effective. But I'm just I don't like I'm the horrified by it. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Uh, I mean, when you said doing stuff, I, you know, like I, I, I know it's like a joke, but I immediately was like, well, I want to see them do taxes. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Let me um, see them go to the grocery store. Yeah, it's just them helping out uh, another race of people against monsters and stuff. And it's like a little slugum fest and it's fine. If you like the thing and you like the Hulk, go for it. Didn't really speak to me in any way. I would say that this was fresh enough. Fair. Yeah, a two. Fair. Um, yeah, otherwise you could, you could probably skip it. Uh, something that I don't think people should skip Ooh. is Gotham City Year One. Ah, from Tom King. Tom King, Phil Hester. The sixth and final issue came out. Comes out this week. Came out this week. I read it. Um, this this when this gets collected because the first of all those that aren't reading it in issues, I feel bad for you. Oh, this was a wonderful experience, um, and you will never be able to capture that time released experience. Unless again. you read one chapter a month. No, it's still in front of you. There's no way that you'll be able to stop. Damn it. <clears throat> it's just science. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, this book is uh, incredibly special. Uh, I, wow. I adored this book. And um, uh, I would, when it gets collected, I will recommend it in the same breath of anything from Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Oh, Absolutely anything. High praise. Uh, pulp. Oh, did you also read? Gotham City Year One. Oh, I liked Gotham City Year One. Let me introduce you to some Ed Brubaker and John yeah, Phillips. Yeah. Um, Reckless. It's it's up there. It's the story of um. Slam it's Bradley. It's the story. No, I mean Slam Bradley is our main character, but it's the story of uh, Bruce Wayne's grandparents. Their first daughter was kidnapped in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. Um. 20s 30s 40s i'm not exactly sure either way uh bruce bruce wayne's grandparents first child being kidnapped and it's a mystery not unlike the hindenburg baby hindenburg uh hindenburg is no the what's the baby the zeppelin baby <laughs> the balloon baby can you look at, can you look it up while i keep uh, vamping <laughs> sure the, i don't know i'm, not, I'm not gonna cut this out because i want it to be i want it Famous i want people to know how fucking kidnapping the Lind, Lind, Lindbergh baby? Lind, Lind, Lindbergh. Lindbergh, ah! Yeah. The Hindenburg baby. <laughs> the famous um, kidnapped child and never found. But, uh, I mean, I, that's not necessarily how this goes. But that's the start of this. And Slam Bradley, a disgraced detective, current um, private eye, is asked to be the in-between between the uh, kidnappers and Ransom and the family because they can't involve the police. And then it just devolves from there into a story about uh, class, privilege, money, corrupt, corruption. I, I it was so it's just so fucking good. And then, wow. and then you find out that it's actually it's the way the narration. Tom King always has a way of like doing narration. Sometimes it's great, sometimes it's terrible. This was all Slam Bradley, um, narrated by Slam Bradley in the present, talking about a case that disturbed him in the past Mm -hmm. and then you know in this issue it kind of all gets buttoned up and you know who he's relaying it to and how he's relaying it and it's just this was a this is a great great fucking book wow loved it absolutely loved it and when it was when it was solicited i did not i'm like gotham city year one dude who cares yep batmobile first drive like why does everything (laughs) (laughs) why does everything need a year one who gives a shit yeah loved it Uh, Was it actually Gotham City's year one? No. That would have been like the 
eighteen hundreds or something. Exactly. Like yeah. No. Stupid it, name. But it is they they do they go out of their way in Tom Kingy ways. They go out of their way to introduce language and then. You know, so like there is an event of this book, something happens in this book, yeah. like I think in issue four or something that you can trace back to being the beginning of the end for Gotham. Because like the, the ah, Gotham that's introduced here, it's a, it's a, the air quotes, the safest city I in see. the country. Gotham as we know it. You're yeah. Right. And then they also introduce, uh, uh, I think one of the ransom notes is signed the Batman, Bat-Man. Yeah. This is 40 years before you know that's a twinkle in Bruce's eye yeah. or 50 years whatever either way but like there's there's little things and then that's revealed as to what that actually means interesting. there's little things like that and it's really interesting um very cool this was the, i this was the top pick of the week man everybody should be reading this book uh, you know um at this point i am not a hard, i'm not a hard sell on tom king mm-hmm. i just i like him a lot at this point so uh, I'm very looking forward to his Wonder Woman, even. So yeah, um, yeah, I'll read yeah. this. I'll read this. Thou shalt read Gotham City Year One. I'm gonna do it. Uh, number six comes out this week. I think all the issues are actually available. If yeah, you, if I you don't want to wait actually, for a trade. Yeah. Uh, if you come to my shop, uh, I can order them in for you. What shop is that again? Johnny Destructors Hero <laughs> Complex, located at 4327 Main Street. Or you can also go to our Patreon.com/slash Johnny Destructo and join our sticker club. Um, uh, I, I'm gonna keep the mic for a second. Do it. Oh, well, first of all. Super fresh. The freshest there ever oh. was freshed. Um, the freshest for of the fresh. Gotham for Gotham City Year One. Um, one last book that I want to talk about really quick that I got a chance to read that you may not have. I did not. Indigo Children Number One, written by Kurt Pyers, uh, with art by Rockwell White. Here, actually, let me double check on the uh, uh, credits. You double check on the. Credits I'll double check. This. So this is the first issue of uh, Indigo Children Number One, uh, by Image Comics. Uh, presentation, great. The, the cover is, um, well, there's just like five names and it doesn't yeah, say they does just, what. Yeah, they just, literally, just just like on the cover, it says Kurt Pyers, Rockwell White, Alex Diotto, D. Kniff, Hassan Hatsaman Oluhau. I know D. Kniff is a um, colorist. Okay. So those three people, two of them may be writers, two of them may be artists. We don't know. Either way, this is those very, three um, creators. Who did, we were talking about a book last week and part of it was flashbacks. Oh, Paul Azazeda. Paul Azazeda. Yeah, it feels very much like that, this artwork. That's true. Oh, um, uh, this is a very interesting book uh, about an investigative journalist who kind of goes down the wrong path. uh, And by wrong, I mean uh, is obsessed with a story that is going to get him potentially killed. Oh, shit. Um, but in a science fiction kind of way. Okay. So the opening scene is it's a, there's a cold open prologue of a little boy uh, in Russia, a little Russian boy and his mother getting on a plane. Um, and he walks by this gentleman with scars on his face and has this kind of purple hued vision of disaster. Um, and his, you know, his mother asks, did you, did you have another vision? Is everything okay? And you know, he whispers to her, and then it smash cuts to this sweating, nervous guy with uh, uh, scars on his face being yelled at by a, a, a security guard with a gun to his face. And, and then all of a sudden the, the plane explodes. Blam! And then cut to present day. Okay. Um, and then it kind of unravels from there as to who this kid is, who the Indigo children are, the journalist, being in the middle of, of a, a, a Russian city that isn't really a city it's it's a very 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 intriguing premise that i don't necessarily want to talk about too much great other than 
This is a solid. Yeah, it looks flipping solid it. hook of this a looks right first up my issue. Alley. Yeah, yeah, it's um, this looks great. It's got a lot of things that I really like. It's it's got um, grounded science fiction mm-hmm. that is fantastical, but it's presented in in kind of a way that is um, uh, accessible and gritty. Uh, because because it's through the lens of somebody who is seeking out the truth and not somebody that's got, that's gullible. It's yeah. um, there's when your when your main characters are what um, journalists or detectives, they come from skepticism and you know prove me wrong. Yeah. And the story itself is kind of coming from that, so it makes the uh, it makes the kind of fantastical stuff a little bit more palatable is a better word for it yeah but this was a really strong fun book i i liked it a lot it's um if you're looking if you're if your stack's a little light yeah and you're looking for like maybe a new read mm-hmm. or something that's uh fascinating i would say pick up indigo children number one i'd say this is pretty fresh great awesome yeah, yeah i'm definitely flipping through it this looks great i'm definitely gonna read this i'm curious i think i've tried kurt pierce pyres um in the past and i have not the back stuck of, with him the back is uh, the, the back pages there's uh-huh. uh the other books that this creative team has worked on one or two of, oh olympia is the one yeah. the last one that i read. youth olympia it's only teenage wasteland um yeah i don't think i've stuck with him previously but i will read this it's a solid book i, nice. I liked it a lot um i'm very happy for it now before we we run away that we're just going to re- talk about these books today is there anything that you are looking forward to that we didn't get a chance to read a review yet like maybe something uh that has to do with uh knights uh super heroic knights in medieval times oh my god Ooh. i love hints um <laughs> for things that i'm excited for um what, what the hell is the book called? The Dark Knights of Steel. That's the one. Dark Knights of Steel by Tom Taylor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite current writers. He's up there with Tom King. Um, Tom's on Tom's. Tom's on Tom's on Tom's. Tom's all the way down. Um, it's basically a Elseworlds story mm-hmm. where uh, all Superman and all of the other main heroes of the DC universe exist in a medieval times. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the restaurant, but like actual medieval times. I would so read that, though. Yeah, I know. Just hanging out like... <laughs> Bringing people their chicken legs. The and, entire like, Justice League just sitting in a row yeah. rooting for the, the White Knight or something. The Black Knight, the, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's uh, very good. I read the first, I want to say, four or five issues, and I was I, just, I was in. I was great. And then just due to time and uh, things beyond my control, I haven't been able to keep up. But issue uh, 10. 10 comes out this week. Yeah. It's a 12-issue series, and I'm going to probably start from scratch and reread it from one and catch up uh hopefully in time that maybe when issue 12 comes out we can talk about it here on fresh floppies i would love to this yeah. book is uh this book is super fun uh, i remember we had a dip um in this because we were like oh this thing again this particular thing that they do all the time in dc <sighs> and then turns out it was like oh wait never mind well i mean oh our response was never mind because that actually did happen in the yes book. it happened but then the, the another did, reveal. Did, there was a reveal, and then, and then there was another reveal. Yeah, the book. The book yeah. brought me back. Um, yeah. And honestly, it's done that a couple of times. This is a nice. th- like Tom Taylor is. This is his little like safe space of mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, defy convention and norm in superhero storytelling by just yeah. making it Nels World. And I also and it's great. Uh, it, I haven't finished all the deceased books, but I want to catch up on deceased, and I also really want to catch up on. Vampire, uh, DC versus vampires. Is that also Tom Taylor? No, that's that? um. Feels very similar. Tynan and Rosenberg. Oh, Tynan. Oh, that makes sense. I Tynan. think Tynan like uh, plotted it, and Rosenberg is writing it. I do like me some Tynan. Uh, I'm like ten issues into that. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's solid. It's not as, um, 
strong as steel, steel. Yeah. or deceased actually deceased is a little bit better but it's it's fun yeah 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 if those are um a plus horror movies that are you're shocked yeah. are as good as they are um DC, uh, vampires versus dc is like um fun b movie oh great yeah they're good it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. they're levels different, yeah they're levels of good like um sure. uh DCs versus vampires, it's the sloppiness is kind of charming, whereas mm. there's nothing sloppy about how Tom King has constructed DC store. Does Tom it, Taylor. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Ta- King Taylor. Everybody mixes them Tom up on, on Twitter all the time. What are you looking forward to this week? Um, I'm looking for the second. I'm looking forward, not looking for, because I know that it's in my box at Johnny Destructor's Hero Complex. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Local Man number two. Oh, yeah. I yeah. want to read Local Man number one. Shoot. By uh, Tim Seeley and uh, uh, Tony Fleece. Yeah. Uh, who corrected me on Twitter. He did. It's Fleece. I love not that. Not Fleeks yeah. or Flex. It's we Fleece. We should make mistakes more often. and then Yeah, and they could respond to us. Yeah. <clears throat> People, and, and then I'll, I'll pretend that I'm humble. No, um, uh, uh, yeah. Loved the first issue of this. It is a story about... Um, a image style superhero. We're talking like circa nineties, like young blood with lots yeah. of pouches and weird helmets. If uh, somebody from a, a team like that was disgraced and had to like go back to their hometown yeah. uh, as a loser and then hilarity slash bad things ensue after that. Yeah. It's a, uh, it very much had vibes of like, um, what if you peaked at high school? Yeah. Which was very funny. Mm-hmm. But the what makes this book even more impressive is that it's telling two stories at once. So like one half is Tony Fleece kind of dealing with the uh, the grounded uh, coming back home kind of drama mm-hmm. slash comedy or dark comedy. And then you flip the book around and it's Tim Seeley doing image style, like 90s image style, young yeah. blood uh, team book uh-huh. with a bunch of like oddly designed characters. Um, and you're seeing things transpire that are referenced on the other side of the book. That's awesome. And it's literally like a flip book. So it's, it's, it's fun. It's like, um, you know, it's like seeing it's Rashomon esque in a way. Oh, yeah. 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 Not, not as like in tense, but it's fun. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. yeah. I I really want to read issue one and catch up on that as well. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, that was one of the, see, like every, if, if anybody wants unsolicited advice on how to read comic books, Mm-hmm. Look at the catalog and previews, just pre- yeah. The previews catalog or DC Connect or Marvel, yeah, I mean, Marvel it's just previews and, and DC yeah. Connect Marvel previews. Just flip through and look for new number ones that are mildly intriguing, yeah. And just tell your retailer, I want to sample issue one, yeah. just issue one. Mm-hmm. And then if you like it, you keep going because there are some things that are just bitch and finds when yeah. you just blindly sample issue ones of mm-hmm. stuff yeah man so and then local I man was a, do that. local yeah. man was a, a great blind issue one and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm i'm happy to add it to my list awesome yeah but anyway all right should we get out of here yeah let's say goodbye all right y'all thank you so much for hanging out with us uh go enjoy your local comic shop go buy some comics um you can tweet at us at cult pop go let us know what your fresh floppies are for the week what you're looking forward to or what you read that you're excited about join us tonight at eight o'clock on youtube facebook twitch all that other happy horse shit where we live stream uh we're going to be doing part four of our march madness comic book movies uh countdown of all time yeah but not marvel or dc 
Because, of all time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and and we are uh, currently planning our next couple of shows, uh, live shows, which are going to be fun as heck. So yeah. be sure to like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell notification so you know when we release new content, including new episodes of Fresh Floppies. In the meantime, we'll talk at you later. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Cult Pop Network, home to podcasts, live shows, and a whole lot of fun stuff for every flavor of fan. Follow us wherever you find your favorite podcasts, and be sure to join us live every Wednesday night at youtube.com backslash cultpopgo at 8 p.m. Eastern. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon so you'll know when we drop new Thunder Rounds and episodes of Fresh Floppies, a spoiler-free show about single-issue comics released each week. Until then, we'll talk at you later.